Hi friends, welcome to Jules Jones Live. It's time for another political rendezvous. I'm your host, Jules Jones, and we will be going through the biggest stories of the week. We've got a ton to cover today, but before we get started, if you don't mind, please go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. Thank you so much for joining me today. There is so much uh, happening, and you have all been so kind about supporting me in this show. I decided to double down, as you know, and so that is exactly what I'm going to do, just as all of you have. Double our efforts only helps us in the end, and I know we all have those pre-election jitters. I know I'm starting to get them. I'm starting to get really nervous because we know what the left is. We know what they are and we know what they are all about. So here we go. The man that never tires of fighting for this country, our president is going to hold a rally tonight in Pennsylvania. I hope you all tune in. The liberals hate it when those numbers go high. So make sure that you've got your all of your equipment turned on and, and watch this rally. Not only will you see what he envisions for this great country of ours and how he's going to get us out of the mess from the Democrats, but it's just so energizing and it just will make you feel good about where we are going as a country. I don't know about you, but I am ready for a change. So he is going to be in Pennsylvania today, and his rally is going to start at 7 o'clock p.m. Now, I don't want to do any spoilers, but in this case, I feel like we need to just start off on the right foot. This is Donald J. Trump's Save America ad, and you've got to see it. If you haven't seen it yet, mm, just wait. This election is a referendum on Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, the radical left Democrat Congress that's destroying our country. You're going to elect an incredible slate of true American first Republicans up and down the ballot. I'm ready to make you proud, Arizona, and I'm ready to lead this beautiful state into a bright future. The future of the country is on the line, so vote like it because we need to win. We're going to win. Up and down, Republican, up and down your ballot. God bless you. We are going to make this country great again. I think the only thing Joe Biden has built back better is the Republican Party. We're going to win big in November, and we're going to do it because all of you. It's going to be a new day. We're going to have a new birth of freedom. Take back our state and make Pennsylvania the greatest state in the nation. Put the interests of the citizens of this country first. Ladies and gentlemen, come November 8th, we're going to take this country back, and we're going to do it together. We can't back down. The fight starts now. I'm the America First candidate. Mr. President, make America great again. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We have the greatest economy and the greatest country but we are not going to let this continue. Soon we will have greatness again. We have one shot to save this great state, but we can't do it alone. Save Nevada and save America. Let's go do it. I about America. I'm not here to be a politician. I'm here to be a warrior. Make sure you vote. Let's take our state back. We'll do this, Michigan. But I will always put America first. November 8th, we're taking our country back. President Trump is going to fire Nancy Pelosi. That's why Donald Trump is going to convince you we got to go in another direction.
how do you feel now? Hopefully as good as I do. I don't think they could have done a better job on that ad. I think it is absolutely fantastic. Basically nails it. And this is what we have to expect. We have got some fantastic candidates that are running for office this midterm election. And we have got to get out there, show our support, make sure if they need a ride to get to the polls that we give them to them. Because you know what? Everything is on the line. And it's not just this election. We've got to stay engaged. This is who we are. Well, it's not going to go down without a fight. All right. You want to talk about good versus evil. Here's a perfect example. Here you've got Obama. He is also having a dueling rally, right, in Pennsylvania. This is how much everything counts. All of it is down to the wire. All of it matters. They are bringing out all of their surrogates because you know what? Joe Biden isn't going to do it for them. So they are scheduled to headline dueling rally. So when I say you've got to tune in, you have no choice. We've got to show them exactly who is showing up for President Trump. And we know that he is going to be there to have our back all the way. So each camp is aiming to turn out their base with Trump's rally being held in southwestern town of Latrobe near Pittsburgh, while Obama's rally is set for the Democrat stronghold of Philadelphia. So these are some real big ticket items, and you can tell just by the campaign trails and the stops where they are trying to focus their attention. Of course, you know what's going on in New York. You know what's happening in Alaska. You know what's going on with all of these races, and this is going to be something like we've never seen before. In fact, I don't feel like I have been this excited since 2016 when President Trump won. And I say this to the naysayers, we're going to do it again. So here's a new poll that is out out from the DC Inquirer. I actually grabbed this little nice nugget from President Trump's page itself. New poll shows women love and miss Trump are abandoning Dems in double-digit landslide. When we said that it was going to be a mama bear win of epic proportion, you better believe it. And don't think they're not leaning on the papa bears also. They're letting them know, hey, Hey, no, these are our children we're talking about. This is the future. You got to get on board with this. And let's, let's let our voices be heard. We have been quiet enough and not on purpose, mind you. They've just silenced us because they know exactly what's going on in this nation. They thought for sure that you would be brainwashed by now with all they tried to pull on social media and in lamestream and everything else. Surely you would be convinced that this regime is doing everything for you. No. No, not even close. So here you go. This is a new Wall Street Journal. It's a poll that was released on Wednesday. It revealed white suburban women. Remember us roaches, as they like to call us, uh, basically begging for raid, whatever that quote was by that view chick. Mm, played it yesterday on In the Litter Box. And let me tell you something. She's the most racist, hateful person. But they know what's about to happen. And you have got women coming out in droves. It's going to be amazing. Everyone is talking about it. In fact, you've got even people that are just talking about the parent revolution. It is sweeping the country and it's it's here. We're, I know we're, we're a little nervous. We feel like there's a lot of bad activity happening behind the scenes, especially when they tell us we're not going to find out what happens on election day for days even. Well, it's a, it's a totally different tune than what they were calling for years before those Democrats. I mean, the New York Times in 2016 said, who, on the wor who in the world we should know on election day? Why is this happening? We've got to remind them of videos like this. The one thing no one expected in a presidential campaign is that we wouldn't know who won on election day. Count our votes! Count our votes! Yeah. Okay. So now they decide to tune in and chime in. I don't think so. No, we know exactly what's going on with this whole thing. And let me tell you what's on the ballot. This is a big deal because it's going to affect each and every single one of us. There's a major shift underway in manufacturing for U.S. companies, all right? There is more than half of U.S. companies are surveyed by SAP, and SAP is the system applications and products in data processing that say the supply chain issues will persist in 2023. 
Even if inflation declines, the new just-in-case model of sourcing, carrying more inventory, and often use of non-Chinese manufacturing located closer to home will result in higher costs. You see what's happening here? Less hiring and lower wages are top ways the majority of companies say they plan to recoup the lost business margin. Okay, so again, these companies are not interested in you, right? Your livelihood, keeping you employed or anything else. They are now looking out for their own issues that they have plenty of. And when I say plenty of them, Plenty of them because these woke companies and Elon Musk is actually sharing a lot of light and shedding light on them. They've been engaged in this whole game for a long time with the government. So the supply chain may be getting better, but the challenges aren't going away. That's according to a new survey from SAP, which finds more than half, 51% of U.S. companies expecting the supply chain to remain challenging into 2023. The findings from the German software giant, the global leader in supply supply chain software with approximately 23% market share, according to Cowan, paints a picture of a supply chain that will remain in rapid flux for the U.S. economy. Now, we've been having a lot of predictions. We've been talking about it often, about how all of a sudden when we went in this epic landslide, because we're all going to get out there and vote and get everybody else we know to make sure that they participate, that they are going to then blame the Republicans. Of course, no, all of this, remind them. All of this happened under Biden. We have all of the, the facts to, to back it up. All of this happened as a result of Biden, his executive orders, and his policies. So the supply chain rules have changed, and they have changed for good. There is no going back. SAP board member Scott Russell told CNBC, we're in a post-globalization world now. He says the supply chain crunch caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, remember, this is a CNBC article. They're going to blame the pandemic. They're not going to blame Biden and his administration because this would have been solved under President Trump. You all know this. Instead, Biden allowed this country just to go down in ruin, all right? So the chaos and the disruption is proving that the supply chain just wasn't as robust as they expected to be. Of course not. Not when you're farming everything out. Many U.S. companies are now shifting from a just-in-time supply chain model to a just-in-case model. Essentially carrying more inventory, often use more suppliers closer to the United States as opposed to reliance on Chinese manufacturing. Well, that is a nice shift. But here's the thing. You've been throwing everything China's way for years and years, and you've been getting it on pennies on the dollar. You force manufacturers to move, even companies that thrived in the U.S. Look at California. It's a shell. You've got Tesla leaving, and probably soon you've got Twitter who is going to go, because who's going to pay these prices? It's the exact same reason. The supply chain issues are costly, and they're claiming here that it isn't due, with inf due to inflation, all of it. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Inflation has absolutely everything to do with what you are paying right now. So this is how they are trying to present the evidence, but you know differently because you're actually living in the real world. So you've got all of this happening. Well, same time. You've got the diesel market. It is in a perfect storm as prices surge. Supply dwindles ahead of winter. winter. Diesel prices have increased 33% for November deliveries and are expected to go higher. Diesel supply in the Northeast, the drought-stricken Mississippi River, and potential rail strike are contributing to higher fuel demands with calls for federal government intervention to increase supply. Diesel reserves have not been this low since 1951. And a ban on Russian products set for next year will intensify competition for the fuel. The Department of Homeland Security tells CNBC that Jones Act waivers required for foreign tankers are reviewed on a case-by-case -case basis. When we get the power of the pen back and we get President Trump back into his seat, you are going to see a huge turnaround in this country. I just cannot wait to happen because this bumbling idiot, he just cannot finish sentences. He doesn't even know where he is and he refuses to take any questions. So this one is out from the Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden tells reporters Americans want more of his inflation policies before shuffling away. 
Is that true? Do you want more inflation? Do you want to pay more at the gas price? Do you not mind that while while we fund Ukraine and send a whole bunch of other money, of our money over there? Uh, no, that's not how this goes. Well, he told reporters, and this is resident Biden, that what gives him the most confidence going into the midterm elections is that Americans want more of his policies. Biden stopped and stopped to speak to reporters as he prepared to depart San Diego en route to Chicago, Illinois, where he will participate in a political reception. The thing that gives me the most confidence, he says, is the fact that policies we've initiated, people care about, they want more. Okay, now, if you didn't think he was delusional before, mm, now you know. This is what we have with this creep. So let's try to make sense of this. I had to read it to you because, of course, you know he can't do it himself. The thing that gives me the most confidence is the fact that the policies we've initiated, people care about. Now, they want more. They have a right to read but... Okay, I didn't understand that last part, and not really most of the middle part, and mm, the first part, too. No, we do not want more of what you're selling us, Joe Biden. Not even a little bit more. It's amazing to me, but let me tell you, there is so much movement going around because see, here's the thing. When you start seeing these filings, right? We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but when you start seeing the shark starting to circle the wagons, right? You see the Republicans now, they know that they are going to be in a position where they can do something about this. And let me tell you what, they sure better. A 1,000-page report by GOP Judiciary Committee staff documents the cultural rot and political activism in the FBI. You would have to be blind not to know what is happening with our Justice Department, the FBI, et cetera, State Department, and others. It's corrupt to the core. The Republican staff of the House Judiciary Committee has produced a 1,050-page, I'm surprised it's not more than that, report detailing allegations of political meddling at the highest levels of the FBI. The report titled FBI Whistleblowers, What Their Disclosures Indicate About the Politicization of the FBI and Justice Department, Documents of culture and leadership climate where lack of accountability and disregard for the rule of law are the coin of the realm. In the report, we see how the FBI has been turned into an instrument of partisan combat by targeting political opponents and even private citizens who challenge progressive priorities. For instance, FBI arrest and charges 87-year-old concentration camp survivor who protested at an abortion clinic. Okay, this is where this FBI is going. It's really, really scary. They are absolutely attacking the everyday average American citizen. You can forget all about the terrorist groups out there. You can forget about China. You can forget about all these other things. They don't want you to talk about any of that, right? And how the world is basically laughing at Biden. But uh, they're, they're not going to talk about that, no. Mm -mm. They're, they're going to arrest a 87-year-old concentration camp survivor okay, who, protest, who protested. That is ridiculous. What they are essentially saying is that you can't protest. Whatever they say goes. Well, I'm sorry, but that is part of our First Amendment, and we are going to continue to protest. I protest every single day. And you know what? You shut me down on Twitter. You shut me down on YouTube. You shut me down here, there, and the other place. I will pop up somewhere else. I will come back again and again and again. This fight is too important not to be engaged. And I, I know you all feel the same. So it also shows how the FBI resources have been used to create something. This is a potikum threat called domestic violent extremism. That's what they're calling us, right? That only exists if you make it up. So when you talk about Biden, this is what he's been doing. He reportedly pressured the FBI agents to find cases that push domestic extremism. This was part of his talking points, right? This is what he plans on doing here. He wants to attack you for speaking out. He wants to find out who you are so he can put you on a list. I just want to thank real quick Burrito Boy, Hobbit for DJT, and Cat Turd Fox. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I know it's not the same without Cat, but when I 
said I was going to double down. I was going to do something on the weekend. I thought it was time for us to get into these, these articles a little bit more so that you can have them. You can spread them around. You have your talking points in line. So that our last push, remember, next week is it. And, and we are going to win, but we have got to just stay engaged. That is our only job right now, okay? And if that means doing six days a week instead of five days a week, I'm in. Put me in, coach. So, yes, they're wondering why we don't like them. Well, it's because they're going after us for being American citizens, for actually participating and wanting to engage in these discussions in order to make our country better. Everybody has an opinion. Great. All right. But we need a place where we can actually have these dialogues. And for the longest time, they didn't even want that. Remember, they're so terrified of the whole Twitter and Elon Musk thing because now that you're finding out about all these fools and who they were and who they were supporting, who they were engaged with and everything else, you understand that this was a common message. This was a, a complete coup against us all. Thank you, Deborah Reyes. You're amazing. I've got a lot of mighties here I see today, and I appreciate all of your support. I'm going to put you up there on the screen so everybody can see you as well. All right, so here you go. They're turning on us. The minority staff of the House Judiciary Committee describes the report this way. This report is the first comprehensive accounting of the FBI's problem to date, which undermined the FBI's fundamental law enforcement mission. The report primarily concerns FBI abuses due to the experiences and roles of whistleblowers, but also examines the actions of the Justice Department where, where appropriate for context and explanation. So the key takeaways, and they are big takeaways, First, the FBI leadership abusing its law enforcement authority for political reasons. The FBI artificially inflating and manipulating domestic violent extremism statistics for political purposes. Three, the FBI downplaying and reducing the spread of the serious allegations of wrongdoing leveled against Hunter Biden. Four, the Justice Department and FBI using counterterrorism resources to target parents, resisting a far-left education curriculum. Five, it's almost comedy. I almost want to laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I mean, what isn't on the list? Really? It's all right there just for you. I mean, here, I mean, they're, they're the FBI, five, is abusing its foreign surveillance authorities. This is incredible. Six, the Justice Department and FBI conducting an unprecedented raid on a former president's home. Seven, the FBI stalking a Republican congressman on a family vacation to seize his personal cell phone. Eight, the Justice Department and the FBI continuing to allow attacks on the on pro-life facilities and churches to go unabated while pushing an anti-life agenda. All right. Nine, the FBI conducting an intelligence assessment of a conservative charity under the guise of investigated unrelated alleged crimes. Ten, the FBI purging employees who refused to align themselves with the leadership's political ideology. Eleven, the FBI helping big tech to censor Americans' political speech. Lock them up. My gosh, what else does it take? I agree there, Deborah. 1984. All over again. Who are these people? How did they get to be this way? Who allowed this to happen? Hmm. The left. Obama, the Clintons, they have been deeply rooted in with their allies in this government for an extreme amount of time. Way too long has been going on, even way before that it started. And now they are in these bureaucrat positions. These bureaucrats are in these positions where they just move from place to place, from job to job to job to job. And they can speed up investigations or they can slow them down. Much like what you're seeing there with a the company takeover, and it's great to watch. We basically have front seats to the, one of the biggest takeovers ever and that's the Twitter deal and we're going to get into that but this is how we need to do the government as well get rid of them lock them out don't let them do any more damage to this country 
please. We've got enough stuff right here that we could investigate for years. But see, that's the problem. We need to start zeroing in and we need to start filing charges. Not these silly little hearings that go on and on and on. We need to make sure that we get rid of Christopher Ray. He must be impeached, right? We already have the reasons to do so. And also Merrick Garland. These are creatures that basically are keeping this whole entire thing going. And you got to get rid of them. You got to cut off the head of the snake. And I mean that figuratively, not literally. If you are listening, Clinton or FBI, which you may be, who knows, the way they have been attacking me lately, including losing my bank account, I'm just, I'm just not surprised that somebody hasn't knocked at this door. And for zero reason. Because all I am doing is speaking my mind. And I'm allowed to, as are you. It's amazing. They think they can control speech. The left is already belittling the report. This is a good thing because it shows progress. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. <laughs> and when we will. So 1,000 of the 1,050 pages are copies of letters Republicans have sent to the Biden administration, including 94 copies of the same five-page letter to all U.S. attorneys. This is huge stuff. Really, really great. Um, so once they released it, guess what? You have all the snakes gathered. Okay. So they respond after something like that. We follow the facts without regard to politics. Oh, really? Prove it. Prove it. Prove why you're going after January 6ers' grandmothers that were holding signs that were pushed into the Capitol just because they were following the herd, right? No one was killed all right. There was no violence. If, if somebody committed violence, they were taken away and you have them on video. Nothing happened to Ray Epps. Nothing happened to the person that shot Ashley Babbitt. You just dismissed it. How can you even say anything like that? You've been going after mama bears. There's a huge report of how you have gone after conservatives. Once we have the case in with Twitter and everything else, the Schmidt case, where they are showing how the government aligned themselves with big tech in order to push their narrative, right? How many shots were, how many jabs were people taking as a result of this push? What, what kind of standing do they have? They were giving you absolutely no choice. If you talked out against the jab, if you talked out against the election, they would shut you down. This is who they are. They're tyrants. They belong in jail. So this is their response to everything. And it, it's really wild because you have this exact same group who want to let criminals out onto the street. As you know, crime is at an all-time high. Thank you, hashtag Hag13. Thank you, C. Hibbs. I appreciate it. Cat Turd Rocks and everyone else for being here. I just wanted to thank you really quick because these only stay on my screen for just a few minutes and then they're gone. So I'm trying not to wait until next Saturday to give you a shout out. Anyway, so here you go. The House Judiciary Committee Republicans released a 1,000-page report on Friday detailing the politicization and lawlessness of today's FBI. The FBI ran a coup against President Trump for four straight years based on complete lies from Hillary Clinton operatives. The FBI stormed the homes of hundreds of Trump supporters following the January 6th protest for walking inside the U.S. Capitol that day. The FBI is currently targeting and arresting Christians who pray outside of abortion clinics. The FBI targeted Roger Stone, General Flynn, Paul Manafort, and dozens of Trump officials for the past several years. The FBI plotted, planned, paid, and set up Poor white men in Michigan in their famous Whitmer attack scam. The FBI even slept with their targets. Ew. Gross. So here she is just doing her job. I don't remember. I don't know if you all remember this story. But the, there was a female FBI agent who slept with target Barry Croft in hotel in same bed during training weekend paid for by the FBI and smoked pot with him in the FBI hatched Whitmer kidnapping hoax. Hello. Honestly, when you have got this much evidence of a government who is poised to basically try to entrap people and to bribe people into getting something off somebody of an opposition 
in this case, President Trump, they wanted to pay a million dollars to Christopher Steele for the dossier that they knew was fake. They just wanted him to substantiate just a piece of it. And whose money were they going to bribe everyone with? Whose money? Ours. Ours. We're going to cut all this stuff off. This is going to go. This is what is going to change. I cannot wait to take this country back. And like I said, we're not stopping anytime soon. If that first video that I didn't play for you didn't give you chills, oh my gosh, just know we're in a good position because people are waking up and they are seeing the writing on the wall. This is nothing. This is, this is going to go away. So in October 2020 press conference, the FBI announced that it had thwarted a plot by a so-called right-wing militia to kidnap and kill Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Understand, all of this has been a distraction. This whole Piglosi thing is a distraction. That's all it has ever been to get your mind off the things that are actually important here. And what is it? What are we voting for? Inflation, crime, immigration right? And our freedoms. Because the way these Democrats have been running this country, it's going to run us into the ground. And they may all just up and move to Ukraine and collect the dollars that they've been sending over there to bankroll, because that's really where they're headed. When people have said before, and I've heard them, they won't even be able to walk in the streets. They're not able to walk in the streets now. They're not. But you know how we, how we turn this thing around? We show up at the polls. We walk on the streets straight to the polls and we cast our votes and we get everybody to listen to what we have to say. And if they don't, if they don't understand how important this election is, just tell them, say, okay, well, then you buy my gas. Hmm, you pay for my groceries. That's what you believe. You go ahead. If it's not affecting you like it's affecting all of us, hey, you can pay the tab. So this is a big deal, and I love that the Republicans are going ahead. They needed to show this right before the elections. That's why it was dropped. Of course, it works both ways. The optics are very important, and this is what people are going to be voting for. So it's incredible. Well, this guy, this guy, Biden, he, he, he is really just absent. He doesn't even know what he's actually saying because here you go. Pennsylvania, as you know, is a definite win for us if we can just keep going but these are the examples you need to show people paging pennsylvania voters this is out from red state biden brags about ending industry critical for your state all right it's been a rough few weeks for biden okay most democrats don't even want him hanging around <laughs> could blame him. i certainly couldn't blame him who would want this guy basically saying hmm Let's have Biden come out and say a few blah, 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 whatever that was, trans river, yeah, that. Uh, no, no. Um, so it's been a rough couple of weeks, and you've got people the, like Fetterman, who was happy to have him, even dressed up in a suit. I don't know, maybe they told him, hey, you know what, this is going to be like <laughs> your, last, your, your last moments up here because, hey, make sure you look good in your picture because it was a complete disaster. As you know, Fetterman did not even talk okay, when Biden was there because they thought one train wreck was enough. <laughs> they didn't need more than one up there. Optics, you know. So at this point, Biden seems totally spent, not even sure why they would even have him out there at all, even, even just giving speeches. It has been so bad. So Biden goes on to say he has told stories, many made-up experiences. As you know, it's hard to keep up with them, even with his son, uh, Bo Biden, saying that he died in war combat in Vietnam. I mean, not Vietnam. What was the last? Oh, Afghanistan. That's where it was. That's what he claims. Well, he didn't. He was a lawyer. He had been off for six years and he had not been engaged and of course he died at at home he he wasn't in the war he wasn't in Afghanistan or Iraq and so that was just a complete made-up lie which is what they've been doing they've resulted just to getting up there and lying to the people now right so here he goes. He, he exaggerates everything. He seems to exaggerate another one during his remarks on the Chips and Science Act. And it was in Carlsbad, California. He talked about his helicopter going down. Okay, normally when someone says something like that, it means a helicopter crashed. Well, a lot of you been to Afghanistan. I've been to every part of it. It's a godforsaken place. It's a godforsaken place. We want my helicopter went down. I was with the uh, the uh, the commander as well as a couple snipers, and 
and uh, a guy named Hegel, who was later became the Secretary of Defense, and a guy named Kerry, Secretary of, of State. <clears throat> okay, yeah. So that didn't happen. He did not go down in a helicopter crash. We would have heard nothing but that during his speeches, believe me. So then he goes on to say, and, and basically what it was, what happened was it had to land because of heavy snow. The military had to come and recover them, but the helicopter did not crash. Right. He's getting all of these facts jumbled up and confused. Biden then forgot the place that he had just visited in New York. He doesn't seem to be able to retain things like that in his head. No, it's called dementia. That's what it is. And regardless, that that is truly what it is. Then came one of those what the heck ones where he referred to the day's job numbers as Goldilocks report, meaning not too high, not too low. He seemed to confuse the story with that of Red Riding Hood and said, I have my shotgun waiting for the wolf. This guy is just really, he, he's not all there. I, most of the time, it's so embarrassing, I can't even do it. It's so bad. But now you've got, and this is everybody's favorite, <clears throat> here we go, Joe Manchin. He decides to weigh into all of this, and he tears into Biden's disgusting and offensive claim he wants to shut down coal mines. Democrat senator says this is the reason American people are losing trust in the, pre in the resident. I call him resident, not president. He's not my president, never will be. That election was stolen. I don't care who you are. If you don't believe it by now, boy, I... And if you voted for the fool, even worse. I mean, let's let's have that conversation. What is wrong with you? Anyway, West Virginia's Democratic sen senator condemned resident for his Friday's remarks. Manchin accused Biden of changing his policy position to different audiences. Biden owes these incredible workers an immediate and public apology, he said. The resident said Friday he wants to shut down coal plants for wind and solar. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Biden's remark had been twisted. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Twisted. Hmm. Circle back again, lady. Well, White House has ambitious climate goal to cut greenhouse emissions by 2030. Biden is campaigning in Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New York this weekend. He is trying to reverse projections showing the GOP taking control of Congress. Manchin, you're not going to be able to hold on to that seat, bud. You know what? You're not going to be able to hold on to that seat at all. We've had enough of it. In fact, this was a great tweet, follow-up tweet that I saw from Miranda Devine, and she says, hope West Virginians aren't fooled by Manchin's faux outrage. He knew what Biden was when he caved in and voted for the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which was the Green New Deal in disguise. What's the point now of huffing and puffing? Exactly. Exactly. That's what you voted for. We are going to look at your records. We are going to hold you to it. And guess what? We are going to vote you out, right? You're going to live under a completely different group from now on. Those that believe in America first and America first policies. This is outrageous, but you knew it was coming. He, he knows he's not going to be in office for much longer. So we get into the fun stuff. All right. So the Red Wedding. This is from the dailymail.com. The Red Wedding has started at Twitter. Elon Musk's call of social media giant staff is compared to a bloody scene of Game of Thrones. But the world's richest man says power to the people. Hmm. We'll see how that plays out. I, I want him to reinstate, reinstate those accounts. I, I, it's not that I don't trust him. I just think that he, he's a fence runner. But I don't know if you agree or not, but I see him as a fence runner. I see him very much waving from time to time, depending on the pressure. I, maybe he's weighing things out. I'm not sure. But to me, the, the first thing that I would do in a situation like this where it is obvious to everyone is I would open up the floodgates, go ahead and reinstate all of the Twitter accounts. And a lot of people think that mine was reinstated. No, I started all over again from scratch over there at Twitter at Jules Jones Live. It's my handle over there. And you guys have been so amazing welcoming me in. And I, I'm getting to start to retweet everybody and, and to follow you and to like comments. I've just been so busy trying to start up another show and also doing the one that I do Monday through Friday that I haven't been as engaged as I used to be on Twitter because I'm, I'm doing a lot of production work. So it takes a lot of my time. And plus, I work full time. Hmm, Got to get rid of that job. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got to get rid of that full-time job. But anyway, so so this is the thing. We need our voices back. And I really feel like, okay, great. I understand he's trying to recover some money here. I understand Another thing, which is kind of a good twist on the whole idea, is that some of these bogus government accounts will have to pay $8 to be verified. Mm. So that's going to change things when it starts hitting them in the pocketbook, right? So here we go. The new Twitter boss, Elon Musk, cut around 3,700 employees on Friday, prompting comparisons to the red wedding scene from the popular show Game of Thrones. Hmm, and it is definitely comparable. So the Red Wedding depicts a brutal massacre in which an entire family are double-crossed and murdered. Despite the mass layoffs, Musk tweeted power to the people late on Friday and then doubled down on his proposal to charge verified users $8 per month. Entire sections of the company have been cut, including Twitter's human rights team and ethical AI team. The human rights team is guess who? The UN. Mm, imagine that. He paid $44 billion for the company, which lost $221 million over the last fiscal year. Workers said the company eliminating employees without enough notice is in violation of the federal and California law. There you go. And I have got all the receipts here. You want to talk about them upset. They are having an absolute meltdown all over this thing. Thank you so much. 45 was right. And I appreciate you, Gordonier. This is great. And we are dedicated. Thank you, Gordonier. 100% dedicated. This is my country too. And I cannot wait to engage in this. And I cannot wait to have another 2016 happened right before their eyes because we are winning on all fronts and when you think about it and this video is low so I'm not going to play it but this one was out from Benny Johnson and I'm just going to give it to you instead of play it for you because like I said it, the sound quality isn't that great but Elon Musk on new Twitter blue features you will get a lot more than just a blue check mark for eight dollars a month you will get long form video long audio podcasts prioritize search, replies, mentions. We can also start sharing revenue with content creators. So when Elon Musk said, and like I said, I have mixed feelings about the guy. I think he's a fence runner at times. I think he does kind of get a little shouted down and, and does things even though he makes certain statements and you think he's going one way. But I do believe that his commitment to free speech stands and I, I do believe that that is really why he's in this. And the fact that he is going to reward creators speaks volumes. Because that is what YouTube claims that they were doing. However, guess what? If you didn't speak the way they wanted you to speak, they would, just sh they would shut you down immediately. It was over for you. Strike after strike after strike. You had to abide by the regime rules or you would lose your account. I'm liking the fact that Elon Musk is having these conversations about the left, watching the meltdowns, and boy, are they glorious. Cat turd, of course. <laughs> He's having a wonderful time with all of this. You have Don Winslow, a blue check, by the way, for now, until he pays, he better pay up. But he says leaving Twitter is a mistake. We cannot lose this platform. We need to stay and fight for it. And Cat Turd says, I agree. Now cough up your $8 just for saying that. And there's a lot to be said for that. I remember when I lost my account and I thought, oh my goodness, we're being shut out of Twitter. We're losing our presence there. So is President Trump. So are conservative voices. This is the place. I mean, this is the conversation. This is going to hurt us in a big way. This is war. In fact, that was my last tweet. And it was one of the ones that Sidney Powell retweeted. I think she retweeted me three times before I lost my account. And I was so proud of that. You want to talk about a badge of honor? I thought, oh, this is it. This is the big time she retweeted me. But all I said was, in war, the first thing they do is they cut off your communications. That's where we are as a country. This is what the left is going to do. And they wrote out the last couple of years with, in, with bot inflations, with, with trying to show that these accounts like AOCs, which were totally inflated, being retweeted and liked and all of this stuff. Why? Because they wanted to send a message. They wanted to amplify their message. They wanted to act like all of the things that they were doing were normal, even though we knew not. It took us a while.
But we're builders. We're busy bees. Guess what? We got to work and we started building our own communities. We started building our own platforms. We started engaging in other ways and we will continue to. And that that goes for Republicans and Democrats. We are going to turn this country around and I don't care which party you're affiliated with. If you love America, then you're going to want America to succeed and you're going to make sure that America gets there. So here you go. One of many. This is Gerard K. Cohen. He says, I am no longer the engineering manager for the accessibility experience team at Twitter. I have words. Along with me, my entire engineering team has been let go. Before I get into my own thoughts, I want to honor them. If you are looking to hire some brilliant accessibility engineers, keep reading. These are the people... These are the people that took away your, your, your voices. These are the people that shut you down because you had a differing opinion. This engineering manager and his team, accessibility experience team at Twitter, he was in charge of all of this. And now they're crying, right? They're, they're trying to talk about how wonderful they are, what a great thing that they did for this country. They're truly concerned about what's going to happen. All right, no. So the Twitter engineer manager Jay Holler was laid off and this is from Andy No and he was one of the ones and and he's talking about the problems of everybody right so here's his account and then he goes on to say the problem with Elon Musk is that he has demonstrated a pattern of harmful behavior consistently that disproportionately impacts marginalized people. So maybe let's not give him any more power than he has already stole. Okay, and he's responding to Prague, Arwal. The consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. And of course, it was the poll that that he put out there about the political, it was, what was it? It was about the politicalization, political speech or free speech. Well, for the first time, Twitter leadership includes someone I had proactively blocked on this platform. Yeah, you're just one of us now, right? Okay, I'm radicalized now, breaking news. It's broken me. So they're all broken. They're all reeling from this whole experience. They just cannot imagine that Elon could ever do anything to them like this. Well, good riddance. I, Andy Noah is keeping receipts here. And here you've got all of their, their context where they say, Elon's takeover of Twitter is not for freedom of speech. It's quite literally an attempt to create a sounding board for Elon and his pals who conservative views and rhetoric hasn't been tolerated elsewhere. Look at his response to AOC, his approach to communicating with employees, the sentiments he expresses on his page, his approach to improving the app. Twitter is about to lose all of its content, moderation, infrastructure support, and half its workforce. IDC, I don't, I don't care if you keep or delete the app, he's saying. Just understand as a user, as a consumer, where your data, your money, and your energy is going when you participate in Elon's global town square. Uh, hmm. This is exactly what you did to us. Your rhetoric was not tolerated. We built other platforms as a response. In fact, once you were fired yesterday, guess what? The show went on perfectly fine without you. 100% without you. Twitter ran and got to see and live another day, right? So this is just plain fun. I mean, we're just having fun with this stuff because you're finding out about all of these people. And the fact that he is saying that, that, he, that this Twitter board member has been radicalized and broken He's trying everything that he can do to stop Musk. Well, Holler previously donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which helped rioters, rapists, and murderers in 2020. Thank you, Andy No, for reminding everybody of that. So did Kamala Harris. Remember that? It's exactly what she did as well. They were encouraging the rioting. They wanted to scare you into voting or staying home and not participating or engaging in elections. Furthermore, they didn't want you talking about it, okay? They didn't want you talking about it with your friends, with your family. So COVID comes along and guess what? Mm, perfect way to keep you locked up and away from those conversations. They wanted that to last indefinitely, right? 
these crazy, these crazy ideas of the left that we are just going to fall in line. They don't know America. They don't know Americans. They don't know you. They don't know me. We are, we are in this fight for the long run. <laughs> Let me tell you what. And I don't care what Twitter thinks that they have on their, up their sleeves. You cannot, you cannot go away from what we're dealing with here. This is one of their employees that they laid off. All right, this is from the Post Millennial. Revealed, laid off Twitter employee attended Antifa, Portland riots. He lied about police. The cops are not showing restraint on a nightly basis. I'm not down there tonight, but I've watched them brutalize folks on a regular basis who are causing no harm and pose no threat. Be clear, this is a police riot. Now... This is what jobless Eric Chameau tweeted in 2020. Very much engaged in all of these riots, right? These were the people that were running Twitter. They were the ones that were behind the scenes and wouldn't let you speak, right? Well, come to find out, look how engaged they are in politics. Twitter owner Elon Musk started laying off employees on Friday. And here you go. You've got the Excite Reliability Engineering SRE Manager, Eric Chameau from Portland, Oregon. He attended the violent Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots of 2020 and used the social media platform to spread misinformation pushed by the far-left Portland City Commissioner, Joanne Hardesty. Okay, so they blamed the police for the disastrous riot. You saw what happened. You saw the burning, the looting, the stealing in all of these neighborhoods. The people that lost their businesses. A lot of corp- companies such as Walmart and other corporations moved out of those areas because they knew how long it was going to take for them to come back. So now all of a sudden you've got these neighborhoods that have to travel even further to get their groceries, to get their supplies than what they normally are used to doing. This is, this is the world that they've created. It's not going to work. Don't you worry about that. It is not even going to work. Well, it just keeps going on and on. So you've got Raheem Kassam who is saying, effing hell, Twitter had a human rights team that implemented the goals of the United Nations. Told ya. Mm-hmm. They were blatantly using this website to destroy America. So here you've got them, the human rights team. Yesterday was my last day at Twitter, it writes. The entire human rights team has been cut from the company. I'm enormously proud of the work we did to implement the UN guiding principles on business and human rights to protect those at risk in global conflicts and crises, including Ethiopia. Okay, no. Mm-mm. They're gone. They are gone, and that is with good reason. So then you've got the criers, all right? Some, some are threatened. Some, some try to threaten, some cry. Well, this one is a mess. I mean, she's going to miss those lattes up there and her draft wine and the yogi that she used to do and all of that different, all those different things, all the luxuries of, of working from home in her fuzzy slippers, I guess, because she is crying major, major, major waves. Twitter Human Resources Associate Lindsay uh, Kander posted unprofessionally about herself crying uncontrollably in reaction to the Twitter layoffs. This is just fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what? I was real upset, but I certainly didn't cry when I lost my account. I wonder if you will lose your account if you continue to spew your rhetoric and nonsense. You know what? I hope you don't. I hope that doesn't happen to you. I hope you continue to have a voice. That's what makes this, this country great is when we do have differences of opinions, right? So I don't want these people to be kicked off of the platform. Not even at all. I want to engage with them. I want to see where they're coming from. I want to hear their points because I've got mine loaded up and I'm ready <laughs> to fire my cannons of truth because that's really what it is. So Lindsay Candor says, it's insane because I knew it was coming, but I'm absolutely ripped in half. I'm embarrassed for posting, but it hurts because this company was so damn special. Loved where you worked was her hashtag. 
okay, sorry, you got to toughen up there. And here you are. This was her experience. She was there for four years, four months. She was the human resources associate. And she worked on employee relations investigations to streamline processes, built out and maintain employee relations, calendars, files, template libraries, and record keeping systems. You're gone, Lindsay. Glad to know you are gone. And I think it's great, but I, I think they should keep their accounts. I want to talk to them. I want them to be just a regular old Joe like me on there. So Reuters Tech News, here you go. This is an exclusive because brands are blasting Twitter for ads next to child pornography accounts. Well, they were there ahead of time. Hello. I mean, they knew this already that all of these ads were next to kitty porn accounts and now all of a sudden that elon has taken over twitter ooh, they're rattling sabers and swords i don't think so and jack posobiec has the receipts on this he says one month ago it was revealed twitter ads were they appeared next to kitty porn accounts why didn't all of these brands drop twitter but then did so when Elon bought it. This is an intimidation tactic. And I can tell you right now, if it's affordable enough, if we can afford to to advertise on Twitter, we will. They'll get us as an account. Because you know what? We want the left to hear what we have to say. We want the right to hear and everybody in between and those that are unsure and those that don't engage that would rather watch the fitness channel or what have you. We want to talk to all of you about where you want to see yourself, where you want this country to be. And we're winning this fight. But we want them there to have the conversation because, my goodness, they've been living in a fishbowl and they're obviously tormented by being brainwashed. So I think it's great. You've got Elon Musk, who is threatening thermonuclear name and shame for advertisers leaving Twitter due to pressure from liberal groups. Well, you knew it was going to happen. This is what they do. But you know what? Go ahead. Let's find out who they are. Name them, Elon. And guess what? We'll boycott them, too. Here you go. He revealed that Twitter is seeing a massive drop in revenue due to advertisers leaving. He said that activist groups have pressured advertisers despite the fact that nothing has yet changed with Twitter's content policies. Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers even though nothing has changed with content moderation and they did everything that they could do to appease the activists. Extremely messed up. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. You know what? We can just take our products and go somewhere else. We, we've got alternatives. I haven't watched cable. I haven't engaged in any lamestream media. I don't watch Netflix. I don't know what's going on in any of that stuff because I know it's fixed, just like social media. You can't turn on a movie without somebody at some point, either the actress did it, when she wasn't acting, slamming Trump, or they will say something about Trump, or they will try to talk about how great abortion is and everything. It is all tainted, every single last bit of it. And so in 2016, when they started spewing all this nonsense, and I found myself on Twitter because I wanted to hear what President Trump was saying, and I knew that that was the platform he used to communicate with We the People, that's why I joined Twitter was so I could hear him say it, not what they say, not what they portray, not what the herd does, but what he actually said. And so when he tried to defend himself, when they were trying to blame January 6th on him, they were trying in the midst of trying to steal an election, what did they do? They shut down his voice so that he couldn't, so that he couldn't. But he wasn't the only one they shut down. They shut down all of us as well. Well, Guess what? We can do the exact same thing. And you're seeing us win these arguments. You're seeing what's happening to Target. You're seeing what's happening with Disney. You're seeing with what's happening with all of these other companies. If they want to engage, we can engage just as well. Because the middle class, we are the backbone of America, and we are the ones that are funding and spending money on their products. So it's over. It's only going to take a little while. I'm not worried about Elon Musk and money, and you, nor should you. He is always going to be able to make money in what he does. He's a brilliant man. He's like the Einstein of our time. I don't worry and get caught up in the weeds. There's going to be enough people that are going to want to have a blue check mark, not just because a blue check mark is a blue check mark. There are a lot of other features that are going to come with this, right? Including 
He's tripling down when you talk about what he wants to do with a video platform, with podcasts, with paying content creators. He is telling you right now that he applauds your voice. He's not going to shut you down. He is actually going to pay you for your voice. So if it's eight bucks to get a blue check so I can do the podcast over there, eight bucks it is. Be happy to pay it. So there you go. But they are definitely trying to sabotage him. Absolutely going to sabotage him. And I do like what you say over there, Ike Rocket. The advertiser cuts will only mean more job cuts at Twitter. Yes, that's the other thing that's going to happen as well. So it's, it's great to see it. And, and he is having to go the extra mile to defend himself constantly because he is in the news. So Twitter must defend deep cuts to companies' workforce. Of course. Of course. Um, because they want a lawsuit. Well, guess what? In California, I have news for you. You can fire somebody for any reason whatsoever if you don't like the color of their shoes. It's at-will employment. Good luck with that. He's been very generous with his offer. Half of the company's staff are being let go a week after Mr. Musk bought Twitter in a $44 billion deal. I mean, that is just incredible. Twitter staff have been using the platform to talk about their dismissal. Their concerns, Twitter, could water down content moderation. But Mr. Musk said that the firm's policies will remain absolutely unchanged. I think it's going to be a very slow process. I really do. And that's okay, too, as long as we get there. So as reports emerged on Friday that thousands of staff at Twitter around the world were losing their jobs, questions were asked over the future of employees responsible for taking down harmful material. Online safety groups and campaigners have suggested Mr. Musk might relax moderation policies, making Twitter less effective at removing hate speech and disinformation from the platform. I'm just going to give you all a little bit of advice that that I did. Same thing with President Trump. I don't listen to what they say. I listen to what he says. And I absolutely think you should do the same. I cannot believe this hour has flown the way it has. <laughs> it's truly incredible. I appreciate you all so much for joining me today. Remember, we've got dueling rallies today with President Trump, and you got to get out there and you got to support our president because he is just going to do amazing. And we've got to definitely show that the numbers are geared more towards what President Trump has to say than old Obama. This truly is a fight of good versus evil, and we're going to win, just like we always have, but we've got to be persistent. We cannot relax. We've got a huge fight here. So just remember, you can watch it on uh, RSBN, and I believe they already have some coverage going on right now, gearing up, getting you excited for all of this. But I appreciate you hanging out with me today. Just know that this is in Pennsylvania. He's holding a rally, and it's 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. You are invited to watch, and I hope, I hope that you do, because it's going to be great. Anyway, Alchemy, thank you so much, and thank you to everybody that donated to the show. This is a lot of fun for me, and I've always kind of wanted to do a show on the side just because I enjoy reading the articles, and I don't read them ahead of time. I just open them and start reading them, and so it's all live. You get my first reaction. Maybe some of it's good. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Um, But the thing about it is, is that we're discovering all this stuff together. There's a lot to dive into, and that's why I decided to do it. The more we can read, the more we can stay informed, the more we can start figuring out what the next moves are of those that are against this country, the stronger and happier and healthier we are all going to be. Because the last couple of years have not been normal. Anybody and everybody can see that. And so I'm just glad that you all that you all are here and that we're able to do this together. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you for joining me. I look forward to our next political rendezvous. It's going to be every single Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I will be dropping some videos and maybe some updates on my website. So make sure you definitely check out the website, JulesJonesLive.com. And then don't forget, Monday through Friday, I'm with Cat Turd. We have a great time on that show, and that show is at the same time, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, in the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd. Yeah, that's me and him, and we have a great time. They're still writing articles. I sent him a couple articles this morning where they're they're just going after him again. It's just so funny. He makes the news every other day. It's funny. So... 
anyway, if you could definitely check out in the litterbox.com, all of the merch is on Cat Turd's page. He does all of that. I don't have any merch. And it's ilovecatturd.com. So hopefully you can do all of that as well. I wanted to give a special shout out to my friends Nick Twit and Lank London. They provided me with the music and it's just absolutely perfect for my show. And um, it's wonderful. It's Bobby Troop and it's Lemon Twist. And I just wanted to say, be safe, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Bye.